Hashem, we returned from the trip to Poland, and which was very mutzlach. The Bracham never gained a lot. Uh, Shabbos was a wonderful experience in Lezhensk, and uh, now it's our time to prepare for Shavuos. So this week, instead of talking about the parasha, we'll try to share an idea how to prepare ourselves for Kabbalah Zatayra. The famous Gemara in Shabbos that Peches Gemara says like this. Amr of Avdimi, the Pasuk says in Pasha's Yisroi, Vayisyatsu l'tachtis ha'ar. The Yisrael stood underneath the mountain. The Gemara says, Amr of Avdimi b'chama b'chasa. Amr of Avdimi b'chama b'chasa says, Melamed shekafa karashbochu aleim esahar kegigis. On the fact that it says that they stood down under the mountain, like Kabbalah Satara, and there we learn that Kabbalah held Hasina on top of them, <coughs> if you accept the Torah that I give to you, that's well and very good. If you don't accept the Torah, then there will be your burial. Because on some level, there was a Forcing, there was a, a kfia of Hashem forcing them to keep the Torah and holding the Harsini on top of them, letting them uh, be aware that if a person is not makabal the Torah, Shem take for asking, there will be your burial. Now, the question which uh, many ask, one is the one place that we ask this, Tysus over the Chavis asks, why was there a need? First of all, what's the point in, in forcing it? And why would we need to force the Torah at all? We know that when Hashem offered to, to Israel to accept the Torah, they said, Nasavidishma. So why would there be any reason for them to go ahead and to, to, to have to be forced? <coughs> so there's three approaches that we can answer. One, Taisus answers over in, in, uh, in Shabbos. Taisus says, Akashbach was afraid Hashem was afraid that although they were said he was afraid that they would go back on their word when they would see the tremendous um uh revelation that will come, the Aishak Daila, when the Nishamas would go out. And Khazal tell us that a malach would put it, would bring out the words from Hashem. And he would come and he would go to each one of Klai Yisrael and tell him, this dibor of And they would ask the every yid, every single yid, are you makabal this dibor? These are the dinim that are applicable to it. These are the punishments if you don't. These are all the decrees. Are you makabal the whole thing? And then the person would say yes. And then he would ask him, okay, are you willing to accept Akash as the God? He would say yes. And then right away he would be kissed by Akash Bochu. That's what the medicine Shir Shiva says. Akash Bochu would give him the kiss. And then that, then he would, he would be nifter. Every, every year would be nifter. He would be revived. Then came the next one. And this revelation, Akash Baruch feared would be a pachat that maybe 
every yid would change their mind. Therefore, it had to come to a way of fear of making sure that they still kept kept to it. That's one answer. Still, we have to understand why was that so important. Another answer to answer why they had to be forced into the Sadas and Mishma comes from the Medrash Tanchuma and Parashas Nayach. The Medrash Tanchuma says over there that there's two parts of the Torah that have to be kept. And the two parts of the Torah that are given over to us, one is Torah Shabbat and one is Torah Shabbat And therefore, even when Klai Yisrael said that's a Nishma, that wasn't Torah Shabbat But maybe they weren't willing to accept Torah Shabbat That was the reason why they had the couple of American gigas to force them to make sure they didn't accomplish Torah Shabbat Which needs to be understood because, in other words, without Torah Shabbat the Torah Shabbat doesn't have the value because if you just look at things at face value from the Torah Shabbat Often, the person misunderstands what the what the message of the what what the mitzvah really is. A person can mistake the mitzvah if he just goes based on what's written at face value without the understanding, the explanation of the Torah Shabbat Peh. So, obviously, Klai Yisrael needed that. So, before I should explain that the Peshat was they didn't want to have to deal with all the amelus, all the all the toiling and working it through to come to that. They just wanted to do all just the Ramaz them all straight. Written out in the Torah itself with, with, the, with the message of Torah Shabbat And that had to be explained to them that they needed to know it had to be Torah Shabbat itself, the Amelus, the toiling of being able to come to that to understand the Torah Shabbat itself. So that's the second approach. The third approach is a very fundamental point mentioned by Reuben Kerlish and Zazal. I want to say like this. So the reason why Akhanaz Bokhu needed to instill in them, even though they accepted the Nasa Benishma, but there had to be a Kaflan Harkagigas, which told them you you know you have to keep it. That explains with Riven that it needed to be in order to show them the importance and the necessity the Yisrael needs to have the Torah. And without the Torah, then they don't have anything. It is like a marshal. I've got to say if a person <clears throat> you know regular average person, he wants to go ahead and uh, make some money. So he walks in the street and he notices that there's a a, a uh, you know the lottery tickets being sold and these and the uh, lottery is going for a very high amount, fifty million dollars, for example. So he makes his establishment, he picks the numbers, he tries dabbins, he picks the numbers, puts everything there, and then comes the, the day that they announce the the uh, the thing over there. And he, he listens to the numbers and then he looks at his paper there and it's exactly his thing. Wow, amazing. He just became, uh, you know, a, a, a very wealthy person. He goes ahead, he tells all his friends and his family, don't worry, we're going to be sat down, we're going to take care of everything. <coughs> he's a very wealthy person and he's very, you know, very excited. And, you know, he has plans for the money, what he's going to do with the money. Then he goes down to the offices to go ahead and to, to you know, to sign up for them to make sure he gets that money. He gets informed that you didn't read the numbers correctly. You see, there's one number you didn't read correctly over here. It's not the exact numbers over there. You know, maybe you'll get some type of a part over here, but you're not going to get fifty million. And he comes back all broken. He comes back all broken. Maybe he thought he's a very wealthy person. He comes back all broken, and his wife tries to be mechazekim. His wife tells him, okay, don't get so depressed over this. No, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Okay, so for a little while you thought you were a big millionaire. 
and you made a mistake, people make mistakes sometimes. You know, you just go back to who you exactly were. That's not so bad. You're a good person and things are good. You just be like a regular person and go further. You're not going to be that wealthy person you thought you became for a little while. Okay? Don't, don't let yourself be broken from that. See, well, on that, sometimes a person could wind up thinking that when Hashem gave the Torah, He gave us the most of the time, we said that's a nishma, that having the Torah is a benefit, and it's a privilege, and it's an extra bonus that we have. And therefore, they accept it, and it's okay. But if, let's say, for whatever reason, through, through a person's life, he decides to say, you know, it's okay, I, don't, so I won't have it so much. I won't have the learning of Torah. I won't have the Torah being as much a part of my life over there. Okay, I'll still be a good person. I'll have I'll have what you know. I have the things that I hear. I'm still a good person. I still have the things that I that I need to to, to give over. And I can manage. I can go over. On that came along the the Kabara and the Gemara told us over here. Don't make that mistake. You have to understand that a yid without the Torah shum tehei That that's burying yourself because in other words, the whole purpose of a yid being alive is for this point of Kabbalah Satari. This is the day that Akash Rokhul was waiting for Bibriya Sa'ilam, the Klai Yisrochim and Kabbalah Satari, and every year has to have that Kabbalah Satari every year on Shavuos, and every day a person has to make sure that he's being the Kabbalah Satari. So as long as the person has that and it's part of him, and that makes him into, he was in the Chiyas of being a person, being an Adam. If the person doesn't have that, then he's missing the whole, the whole description of being an Adam in the first place. And he builds this point <coughs> from two places. From two places. One place he brings it from is that we know that on Pesach and on Shavuos there's a difference in the Kabbalists that we bring. On Pesach, <coughs> the carbon that we bring is the carbon Aimer. That was brought on the first day of Pesach. And the carbon Aimer was brought from barley. And on Shavuos, we brought Shtei Alechem. We bought two loaves of bread. Now, the difference between the carbon aimer is that sairim, which is barley, is usually a meichel behema. Whereas bread, that's something which is a meichel So what's the pshat in that? Because when we got, when we became the Am of Hashem on, on Pesach, so we became the Am of Hashem. But we still didn't have the complete description of what's considered an Adam until we got the Torah of Vav Siva. So when we came to Yam Hashem, we still were eating, we were bringing a carbon of Machel Behema because we still, although we were Yam Hashem, we weren't yet developed enough in order to become the Adam that Akash wanted to see. And therefore that's why we had to go through the seven weeks of preparing ourselves before Shavuos. When we came to Shavuos, we came to Kabbalah's of Torah. So then the, then we were Zaychot to Shnei because now that's ready to the Darga of Machel Adam. So if a person doesn't have the Torah, it's not like it's okay. So manage will be just as good. We could be just we could just be playing without that. No, no, no. It's a different life. It's a different world. And also another book that he brings it from is the pasuk in in uh, in, in Kehelis, the famous pasuk at the end of Kehelis. The Shlomo Melech tells us Seif Davar called Nishma. Right at the end of the day, after everything has been taken into consideration, everything was heard. And so what, what, what it all boils down to is the following formula. <coughs> the Hashem person should fear and his mitzvah should be kept, which means the Torah. Because that is the essence of man. That is the essence of an Adam. If a person thinks 
that he can <coughs> manage just based on good manners and things that are that you know deal with first of all good manners that's something which is very relevant. It's always arguing to people is that considered good manners, is that considered good manners, is this considered etiquette, is that considered etiquette, is this considered considered acceptable, if that's considered acceptable, and therefore there can be all types of arguments. Some people can can think of the most absurd things as being acceptable to the world. Right? You try to argue with people about all the modesty and all the all the uh, you know dishonesty that we wind up finding inside the world, right? People could say there's nothing wrong with it. But if we don't, unless if we have something guiding us and telling us, making it clear to us, no, that's not MS. And that's the Torah that's given to us. So without the Torah guiding us and letting us know what is proper midos, and letting us know what is truthfully right, then that's lacking in the knowledge of being the other has to be that, that has to be presented. And therefore a person has to, that's why there was a couple of archegigas, the Torah had to be pushed on person to say, I understand you're accepting it, but understand that this is integral. And if you don't accept the Torah and you don't keep it with you, then you're burying yourself. You're hurting yourself. You're destroying. You're not leaving yourself the opportunity to wind up being an Adam. And it's a shem. There's a couple of hours left, and the Kabbalah Torah that we do on Shavuos night that makes a whole effect on the whole year. Our Torahs of Limud Torah and Chidush of Limud Torah. And 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 gishmak If we try to make an extra effort to put that extra mile, to go that extra mile, to learn as much as we can with our smada, <coughs> try to make sure that we add something to our limud Torah, and would that be able to help us to be able to make ourselves more and more and more into an adam, to be able to mikadashem shenayim and yinachas takadosh baruch the whole klal Yisrael? That would be something tremendous and would be a big aliyah for all of us to grow and to come. And reach our potential. Everyone should have a wonderful Yantif, a wonderful Shabbos, and call to it.